Hey, it's Elle. And Anna. And you're listening to the Baby Project Podcast. In this podcast, we will discuss our journeys, as well as other warriors going through the ups and downs of infertility. Um, there's ups? <laughs> yes, there's ups. Okay. As a reminder, be kind to yourself and skip as needed. We know some topics may be triggering. Let's get talking. This is episode 13, Lose a Uterus, Find a Surrogate. In today's episode, we are going to continue to hear from our guest last week, Melanie. Melanie is going to continue with part two of her story and update us on where she is now in her process of growing her family. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about, we'll sort of kind of fast forward a little bit into (laughs) where are we now? Yeah. Yeah, Where are we now? So um, it's funny because Kevin and I didn't have any of these like grand conversations about what's happening next in those early months after um, our son was born, but it was almost like this unspoken thing because I knew I still had my ovaries. The doctor's like, you have your ovaries, you know, so you can still have a family biologically through a surrogate if you want to. And I didn't know, but like that same day, like maybe a day or two after Wade was born, um, Kevin was looking up how much a surrogate would cost. And he was like, <laughs> looked it up and was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we would kind of just like tidbit here and there when we were ready to talk about it, maybe mm-hmm. like four or five months after, um, we were just kind of like drop a little conversation and a little bit here. Yeah. And then finally we we're just kind of like, okay, what here, these are our different options. You know, there's adoption, there's surrogacy. And we just knew it was like this unspoken thing where we knew we wanted to, um, build our family through a surrogate because mm-hmm. I feel like it, I was lucky enough to still have my ovaries that we should do something with that. Yeah. That's what felt right. Yeah. And how long did it take you to kind of get to, to that point? Like how old was Wade when you were kind of like, I think that this might be an option for us. Um, well, I f- started the intended mama page. Like the very first post was in July, which was about eight months after Wade was born. So there was some buildup to it. Um, as far as us deciding that's what we wanted to do. But at about eight months is when we were like, okay, now we're actually going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like was pretty fast looking back. I'm like, wow, that is that quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you going through your postpartum period and uh-huh. then also healing emotionally right. from what you yeah. had to, to go through coming to terms with, you know, what you have in front of you now in the future mm-hmm. and then to start your page and your journey forward. Yeah. And I will say, I have to give a shout out to my therapist, Cecilia, <laughs> you're a real MVP. You're the best because I don't think I would have been in the state I was if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Um, well, we'll, and give I, a ra- we'll give a round of applause. Yeah, to therapist. For sure. I'll make sure she listens to this. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how the mental health department is in Canada and just overall. Um, but it's really bad <laughs> here in the United States in for, uh, Kaiser is, um, is a healthcare system more so on the West coast and it is complete shit, <laughs> complete, like terrible. It's so terrible. And it's really hard to find someone to talk to on a regular basis and to set up those appointments. And I'm really glad I knew that because I had, you know, I had done it before I was pregnant, like years before, like, okay, like I want to make sure that I'm healthy Mm -hmm. from the inside out. And so I would make sure I would go to therapy um, and I would try to go through my insurance and it was just so hard. Like I had, I bounced around to like four or five different people just because they wouldn't see you for more than two or three months at a time. It was, oh. they try to put you in groups instead, but I was like, no, I just want to talk to one person on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's I, want I want you to know me. I want you to know me more than yes. two or three times. Yes. Yeah. And that was so hard to do. So then after Wade was born, which I will give them credit, they did send in the mental health department to my uh, postpartum room. Okay. to make sure I was okay. And to talk about my options. Um, and 
there's two women that came in and one of them was amazing. Cause I had told her, I'm like, look, I've been down this Avenue before. I was like, if I can't be seen at least once a week, starting like tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> then I I'm just going to go outside and pay out of pocket. I was like, cause I can't, I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you guarantee me that? And she was like, no, I can't. And I'm like, She's like, and they know the health, mental health department. No, like they know the work, uh, all the therapists and they are upset about it too. Like they know how terrible it is. So, um, what she did was she would call me, um, the same woman would call me when I was at home on like maybe once a week just to kind of check in. Mm-hmm. And she went out of her way to contact people outside of Kaiser that she knew of that kind of helped in, um, in trauma and, and she set me up with somebody and it was not her job to do that. So I, I just, I commend her for it because she just, she had gone through different, um, miscarriages and whatnot. And so she's like, it's really hard. She's like, I know it's hard. She's like, I know we don't have the same situation, but we're in the same realm. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm like, Oh, so sweet. So I yeah. love when they do that. I love when like they take the extra step to do that because it's yeah. not often the case. No, no. And, and grief, you need support to process grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter how you try, like we've been through therapy. I would not, I wouldn't be here, you know, in the state that I am in today. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, barely holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're doing good, but it's not, you know, a tight quilt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah without therapy uh, there's no way there's no way yeah and you need you need that support for sure yep and it's kind of cool because she I mean I brought Wade in he was probably like two weeks old I was still like hobbling around trying to like make my way into her office and so it's almost like she's watched him grow up like mm-hmm. he's almost two now and she just is like wants to cuddle him when she sees him and just loves him. And it's, it's really cool to have that bond with her and for her to help us in such a big way. Aww. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about my actual therapist now. So her doing that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she helped you get through this. Did anything else also help you get through all of this? I would say my friends mm-hmm. and my family. Yeah. And- Kevin <laughs> and Wade. So my son, Wade, I, I just, I told myself, I'm like, Wade can't see you like this. He cannot see you sad all the time. He can't see you depressed. And I'm like, I know he's only days old, but I'm very much believe that they can feel what you're feeling and that transfers. And I just did not want that for him. So mm-hmm. I think he did the most saving out of anybody else is to help me recover because even though it was so traumatic, we have this beautiful baby that's just healthy and just amazing. And this is what we wanted. And I think it was really him that had pushed me, kept pushing me along to be healthy. Like your daily reminder, Mm -hmm. you know, to be strong for him. So you have just you kind of you've been through your healing time mm-hmm. you got to enjoy your little one uh when mm-hmm. you know first born and then you guys have slowly started to sort of come around to the idea of you know moving forward with continuing to grow your family mm-hmm. and then what happened okay. <laughs> so i i had i would say like maybe two months before i had made my initial instagram post in page I was like, yeah, I think, I think I want to do that. I think I want to make it more public. And I was like, I think it can help people. It can help me. And what, however that looks, Mm -hmm. I was like, I think it's a good thing. And on a regular day, I'm a pretty open book, like sometimes inappropriately open, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just people, like I'll say things and people are like, well, why do you? okay. Uh, (laughs) I kind of overshare. So I was like, I I think I can do this. And so I had uh, brought it up to Kevin and it's funny because we're the complete opposite in that sense. Like he's very, um, very to himself and conservative. And I'm just like, "Ah!" like, (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, before I even asked him, I told myself, I'm like, okay, if he's not comfortable with me sharing this, then I won't, because it's not just about me. Like he went through it too. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't be fair if I just kind of said, well, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I brought it up to him and he was like, yeah, he's like, you can do whatever you want to do. He's like, that's what you want. Fine. You can do that. And I was like, Okay. So props to him again <laughs> for doing the right, like the awesome, best thing. Yeah. So I kept waiting. It took me like two months and I'm like, okay, okay. No, not today. I didn't have a name picked out for my page. I didn't know. I was like, okay, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then finally I like couldn't sleep one night. It was like after midnight and I'm like a 9 PM go to bed now. So <laughs> I was laying there and I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. And I had thought of the name, the intended mama, because in um, the surrogacy world, an intended parent is the, is the parent who is um, going to have like raise the child. You may not mm-hmm. carry it, but that's who the parents are. Mm-hmm. And so I thought of that name and then I just made the first post. This was in July of last year. Mm-hmm. So a little over a year ago. And I just posted it and like, Hey, we're starting, uh, we're going to grow our family through surrogacy. And we literally hadn't done anything yet. We didn't look up an agency. We didn't talk to family and friends, but we didn't do anything, but I'm just like, (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to post it. And, uh, so people know, like, this is what we're doing. And my whole point was like, you're going to get it from the beginning and you're going to learn with me because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. boom. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. I'm not the most techie and I'm not great at social media. Like, so when I was looking for different groups to like, just to join or to see what was out there, I I don't think I was looking very well because I'm like, there's nothing out there. I'm going to make my own. And then as I, you know, start to learn, I'm like, Oh no, there's a bunch of people out there. (laughs) They are there. And um, yeah, so it was basically just, I wanted to spread knowledge about it and just to kind of have people follow along and, that's, that was my whole point is that I know it can help somebody else. And I'm sure in some way it's going to help me. I didn't know how at the time, but I'm like, I'm sure this will help me too. And it really has. It's, it's, it's been more than I could have ever asked for. And, and then the amount of support that was just flooding in with like, this is amazing. I'm so glad you're doing this. Like my friends, like extended friends, friends of my family. And, uh, I had like uncles and, family members repost and like, just tell me like, you're so brave. You're doing amazing things. This is awesome. And that just felt so good to have that from people. The support. So the best thing that came of this, which I, in the back of my mind, I think I knew this was a possibility, but it, it just, it just happened. And so, um, my friend had reached out, saw my post. This was less than 24 hours after I had posted and I posted Facebook to Instagram. And so my friend who I don't see very often, maybe a couple of times a year at a rugby event. So I played rugby with her in college. And, um, and so she reached out, she's like, Hey, she's like, I knew, you know, there was something that went wrong with your birth, but I didn't know exactly what it was. She was like, I'll be your surrogate. I'm like, Oh, oh. like <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. You have that... to play the lottery, girl. You have to play lottery. Whoa. I, I think you're right. I think I do. And I'm all about like, you know, manifesting and putting yourself out there yeah. in the universe. Like my oh, friends okay. and family make fun of me all the time. I'm just like, you guys, you have to think about it and like put it out there. And they oh always kind of like, haha. We're the same way. Really? Yes. Yeah. Good things happen when you do that. Yeah. I think this was a product of that. To be honest, I think that's really what it was. And so she had messaged me on Facebook and it was like, yeah, she's like, I've, you know, I've been wanting, thinking about doing it. And so if you're serious about it, like, let me know. And I remember I was upstairs and I was like, Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I got got chills and I was like where's Kevin I couldn't find him anywhere and I'm like okay he's in the garage I'm like Kevin and I read the message and he is he's so level-headed that like he thinks about the worst case scenario best case scenario and so he I could tell he was like trying not to smile because he was like 
little smile but no no smile he was like really trying and he's like are you sure and I'm like I mean why else would she say it yes like she offered (laughs) yeah so whoa yeah so your surrogate fell on your lap yep (laughs) she sure did your uterus fell out and then the surrogate (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love that (laughs) she swooped in to save the day wow Mm -hmm. oh my goodness oh my gosh how was replying to her I was just so shocked in general like whoa like wow 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 that's insane when she was like, yeah, let me know if you, you know, want to talk about it. And I was like, yeah, like, I'd love to meet up with you. And I was like, when are you free? And she told me when she was free. And it was like, four days from then she's like, Oh, I'm free Saturday. I'm like, yep. Saturday's great. Yep. <laughs> and that's when she said, she's like, I knew you were really serious about it. Cause you're like, yeah, I'll come over. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow. goodness. And so how did that initial conversation go with her? Like when you, you hung out with her on the Saturday? Well, it's so funny because it's like, we, all of us knew her, like, her and her husband and Kevin and I, and her kids were there. We brought Wade and we knew why we were there, but we like, didn't talk about it right away. So <laughs> it's kind of like, Hey, how's it been going? Oh, like you're like, we're just talking about anything other than that. But I know yeah. both of us were just kind of like, okay, let's like, let's talk about it. <laughs> like with the elephant. Yeah. 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 Basically <laughs> it was. Let's rip that bandaid off. Um, it just, it was really just basic. Like you know, have you always wanted to be a surrogate? She's like, yeah, like talked about, um, talked about how she's always wanted to and how they're done having their family. Um, and if they do have more kids, it won't be through, um, her getting pregnant. And that's just something she's always wanted to do. And I told her more about what happened, basically what I told you. And, Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, yeah, she's like, I've had healthy pregnancies and everything should be okay. Um, it, it was just really basic, basic information. And then when, and then we're just kind of like, she's really funny. She has a dry sense of humor, super like hilarious. And so it was a lot of laughing and in, in that too. Um, and just kind of playing with the kids at the same time, it was very lighthearted, but also very emotional too. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not like a everyone's crying type way, but in a, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It just felt so good to, to all be on the same page so fast. Like, who does that? Like, who says like, I'll do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's just amazing. I, it, it leaves me speechless a lot of the time, just how, how great of a human she is for yeah, being willing. It was so easy. Everything was just so easy when mm-hmm. we were there talking about it and, you know, what we picture, what's, what we think might happen, how, like all of it, it was just a simple, simple conversation. It just, it was easy. Yeah. That's when you know it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she's in the medical fields. Um, and so her brain is just think scientific, like, and that's what made me feel really good too, that she's not obviously not going to be someone that like has this crazy emotional attachment to where, you know, that you worry about as, uh, an intended parent that's like we have to find someone who is gonna be able to have that boundary mm-hmm. um and that was one of the first things I thought about just with having a surrogate in general with like we mm-hmm. have to make sure it's like someone who's really like their emotions are just in the right place yeah. and and hers are she's like yeah she's like it's it's my body, but like, that's your baby. Like mm-hmm. you told us even that day too. She's like, like when baby's born, I'm giving that thing to you. Like, that's your baby. I'm not holding it. Like <laughs> give it to mom. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I've looked up pictures where it like goes to the, to the surrogate. And it always makes me want to cry. Cause I'm like, that's not your baby. <laughs> that's somebody else's like, obviously yeah. it's, it's whatever people want to do. I'm not judging that, but in my, I like put myself in their shoes and, and mm-hmm. I get emotional about everything. So I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I do <need> too. <laughs> yeah. it, it is, it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is tough. And I've looked up tons of like surrogacy 
birth photos and things like that. There's not lots out there. <laughs> no. I tend to see the same ones over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys need to change the world like, with a different picture. <laughs> I know. I want a birth photographer there. I do. I really like, I love photography and I asked Chris. So Chrissy is her name, uh, our surrogate. And I had asked her like, are you okay if we have a photographer? Like, I just think it's such a unique, special moment to capture and she's like, yeah, as long as they're not like taking pictures real close up, you know, like <laughs> that's fine with me. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. well, it, it'll be, it'll be classy. Yeah. <laughs> Zooming in on certain spots. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so how did things like, once you guys had that initial meeting and stuff, how did things sort of roll out after that? Was it quick? It, at the time it didn't feel quick, but it, looking back, it was pretty fast. Um, mm. We had to decide whether we wanted to go through my insurance or, or our insurance or um, a facility outside of insurance. So I'm like, it, it makes me happy that you guys have the cycle that's paid for mm-hmm. Canada. You said we don't get shit here. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I think the only things that were covered was like the initial labs. I'm like, okay, labs really? That's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. thanks. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so even the like initial screenings with the psychologists, like we all of us had to talk to a psychologist and fill out questionnaires and everything to make sure we're all in the right mental state for this. Mm-hmm. Even that wasn't covered. I'm like, oh man. Oh, so no. either no matter where we went, we would have had to pay out of pocket. Ouch. So we just decided to go with our insurance because I, it just made it easier because mm-hmm. we we're already in the system and, you know, some things were, <laughs> were paid for mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so what we did, the first steps, oh gosh, what were the first steps? I had called the department, um, the reproductive department. And they basically gave me a list of things to do first. They're like, okay, here's step one, two, and three. And when those are done, you know, get back to us. And so the first steps were the psych evaluation. So Kevin and I had one, um, and then Chrissy and her husband had to do it too. Yeah. And it's funny because her, uh, results were, she's like, yeah, you're like the most like evil, evil. Oh, wow. Not evil. (laughs) I'm going to say, I have to say even tone, like even. (laughs) Chrissy, if you're listening, you are not evil. (laughs) Like everything was just so like, just right, right dab in the middle, like good to go eat. That part was super easy. And Mm -hmm. the psychologists are like, yeah, like you guys are fine. (laughs) Um, So that was the very first steps. And And then we had our appointment with the doctor and they go over, they do finances first because that can defer a lot of people because it's not cheap. Yeah. Here's the overall, what you're going to pay for. Do Mm -hmm. you still want to do it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they do those two things before they do a medical clearance for her to see if she's even eligible to Mm -hmm. move forward. Interesting. Yeah. I want to say we did the psych first and then she did her medical clearance Mm -hmm. and then the fine colors in, in the finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, those finances yeah. <laughs> for finances. So I guess a little bit of a difference between an independent and an agency. So you, because you had found a surrogate on your own outside of an, an any, anyone, um, mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily have to go through an agency. Not so at all. You save yourself, I guess the fees of, uh, you know, associating with that, which they help to, you know, um, navigate through the system of cr- getting all those appointments and doing what it is that you have to do um, for each step of the way. So you kind of had to do that on your own. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of the nice part about being able to find a surrogate on your own. Yeah. You have and to pay those agency fees. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is expensive Mm -hmm. but then it can also be a little bit stressful trying to navigate a system and a world that you're not familiar with true yeah yeah and that part I will say was easier than I thought the whole like okay here's your surrogate now here are all the different things you have to do it was Mm -hmm. easy I mean I'm saying easy in air quotes but um it wasn't 
too difficult. And I think a a lot of that was because I trust her Mm -hmm. and I know that she's doing it with all the right intentions and um, she's not going to do anything that's going to harm us intentionally. So that part made it super simple, super easy for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because after that, it was like, okay, now you need a contract. Mm-hmm. And so I will say our insurance was really good at giving us a breakdown of like, you need X, Y, and Z need an appointment here to check me out, to make sure, you know, my eggs were good and that everything was good with my body. And so it was, it was not, it wasn't that bad. I will say like, it's stressful at the time, but then when you kind of look back on it, I was like, okay, like they, they did a good job prepping us. Yeah. Okay. That's good. They, that part, they made it really simple. They literally give you a checklist with a box. So you can't put the check. (laughs) I did this. That's the best. I'm checking things right now. (laughs) Doesn't it feel so good to check out, check off a box? (laughs) How is going through all the, the medications for like the egg retrieval and all that stuff? Did you get any side effects? Yeah, I I was laughing when I was listening to your guys' post or um, episode about all the medications and how you felt. I I feel like all the different medications were like its own like personalities. They all have their own little personalities. Like one was angry right away when you stick the needle in. Another one was only angry after you started injecting the medication. (laughs) One made you red. Um, I will say I was, I had kind of a hard time at first, um, in the first week. Cause I, you, you don't have to do it terribly long for an egg retrieval. It's like two weeks, two and a half mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. compared to a surrogate who has to take medications for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say I, I was in tears like the first days and I'm just, cause I had to do it myself. I could not, I, I just did not want anyone else to do it for me. I was like, no, like. I have to do it. So. Oh my gosh, you're so strong because uh, can't do that. <laughs> well, I I don't know what it was. I I I think it was the anticipating somebody else sticking me with a needle. Like, no, I want to know the exact moment it's going in. So, like, mm-hmm. I have to do it. Um, so that part was emotional just because I was scared. I was mm-hmm. I was scared to do it. Because um, you don't want like your mind's not set to hurt yourself, right? So, like, yeah. For you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High five, girl. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, and all of uh, mine, I had to do in my stomach too. Okay. Yeah. So they, I was like, are you sure I can't go somewhere else? They're like, no, it has to go in your stomach. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and I will say on the intended mama page, I didn't really document medications very much because I was just in such like a like headspace where I was like, Oh God, this is just hard. This is too hard. And I, I just kind of do it. Um, it's overload, right? All the stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you feel shitty and then you're emotional, (laughs) but it is definitely a roller coaster for a week and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're just wanting it to be over as soon as possible. So you're just kind of getting through it. So something funny that happened with the medications is that the delivery of it is just kind of crazy. Like our medications came from New Jersey across Mm. the country. Um, and then, but sometimes it came from San Francisco, which is like an hour away, (laughs) but we, and it's all timed. Like it's very timely. You have to have it on a certain day at a certain time in the morning between, you know, nine and 10 AM type thing. And so, um, I think what it was, I'm trying to remember, it was when there was all those storms in like Texas and right in the middle of the country where it was, everything was like frozen. Mm -hmm. And so the delivery from New Jersey to California, it got messed up. And so what I had to do is um, I basically, I I felt like I was in like a drug deal because, (laughs) (laughs) because I had to like get my medications and I had to meet somebody at like, they like, it was in an app, right? Like I ordered over the app. They told me what to do. Like my insurance told me like, okay, this is how you're going to do it. Like use this app and you know, your prescription's already there. I like met this random person who no. delivers medications in front of a Starbucks <laughs> in like in a couple towns over in the town. That's a, pretty close by is a really bad, like 
It's not a safe place. Okay. Oh, no. It's it's like don't you don't go there at night. You don't go like don't go there by yourself, like type thing. And so Kevin's like, okay, you have to tell me exactly where you're going, when you're gonna be back. Like his yeah. whole deputy, like, you know, fences are flying and he's like, You have to tell me and when you're leaving and when you're on the freeway. Like, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing a drug deal, like I'm sitting in front of a Starbucks, just waiting for someone to like knock on my window with a box. Like, here yeah. you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're doing a legal drug deal. Yeah. <laughs> a legal drug deal. Yeah. It was so funny. I was just laughing the whole time. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> and I'm so naive to all, all of that, that world. Like Kevin is obviously deals with, you know, all of that being a deputy and he's, he's just like, man, you have no street smarts. <laughs> like, are- <laughs> So oh, that that was just it was really funny because it's also timely like you have to have your medications at yeah. the right time and it's it's kind of crazy when you can't like you have to do everything you can to get them so yeah you do anything and was your like cooler box big it was in a um a cardboard box so no it wasn't very big <laughs> at all no and they didn't even ask for my ad she's like like she knew what car I drove and everything. Cause it was in her system. And she was like, Melanie, I'm like, yep. It's like, here you go. I'm like, are you, you, you don't want to check to see that it's me. Yeah. It was not so many funny. people, you know, intercept fertility drug deliveries <laughs> on the black market. Oh, I don't oh know. Yeah. It was, it was just too funny. I'm like, wow, this is what they do. Okay. The more and more you talk about your story, it does actually sound like a movie. <laughs> I know you could make this into a movie. You really like, could. Crazy anatomy. You got a little bit of like legal drugs on the side. <laughs> your box in front of Starbucks. It's like a well-rounded movie. It has yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little bit of romance. And then it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes See? you cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have our happy ending yet, but we will get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got you've got the drugs now. <laughs> I got the drugs. Yeah, you've got um, the surrogate. You've got the drugs, um, and then you start cycling and you poke yourself yeah. with all the nasty little assholes, as I like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did your like? How did your egg retrieval experience go? Yeah, it was great. It was, it was like, it was pretty easy. Um, Kevin drove me there. Um, We weren't expecting to have a low number of eggs just because the infertility part is not really our problem, right? I just don't have a home to grow a baby in is is the problem. So we really weren't worried about not having a high number of eggs and embryos and, you know, all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So but I wasn't expecting the amount of eggs I got. It was, it was a great number. So I got 27 eggs in during the retrieval. Yeah. I'm like, Myrtle, Myrtle. Woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So they, they told me what it was like after, you know, I woke up cause they put you under for that. And yeah. uh, I just started crying and the nurse <laughs> is like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing's wrong. You're just so happy. Like, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the process is really easy for anyone, you know, having to go through that. It's re- it's not that bad. Like the sur- it's not even a surgery. It's just a procedure. So mm-hmm. but you have to go under for it. Mm-hmm. And then you're awake at 30 minutes later and the recovery time is you're really crampy. Mm-hmm. You're just like heating pads helped. You just had to really stay off your feet for a day just mm-hmm. to feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt bloated probably for like a week and a half, I think. Yeah. Like major bloat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So we had, yeah, we had 27 eggs. And then shortly after, um, they, they make your embryos. So it's re- it's a quick pro it's a turnaround process. It's very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, because while I'm getting my eggs, Kevin's, you know, having to go to the gentleman's room is what the nurse called it. <laughs> I'm like, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they, I mean, they're able to, you know, try to make the embryos really quick. How many embryos do you have? Ooh. We got 13 embryos. Oh my nice. goodness. Yeah. That's, that's a big number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. lot of surrogates. 
It is a lot. Um, that's a lot of children. Yeah, you said you <laughs> wanted a big family. I know. Yeah, I. It's true. I could have like I could have a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got thirteen, and and I I just feel so grateful for that yeah. because I see you know you hear stories or you see other you know accounts on Instagram where they got three or they got two mm-hmm. and you're just like, Whoa, like I got 13. Like that's wow. It's, it's a good feeling to have. It's a lot of security. Mm -hmm. And did you do, um, like genetic testing on your embryos as well? We did not right away. So after the 13, um, I will say I'm like, I'm a little upset about this part just because I feel like I put a lot of trust into not researching, um, the genetic testing process okay. because uh, at the beginning of this whole um, it's funny, like when I hear journey, I don't mind that word, but like, it just takes me back to the bachelor every time, like <laughs> this journey. So I like never say journey. Cause I just feel cheesy. Like yeah. I feel so cheesy saying it and it makes Chrissy laugh by our surrogate because she is just like, ah, your journey. Like, <laughs> it's either story or journey because yeah. it's so hard to what other words are there no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a process I say process a lot um yeah. it feels a little it doesn't feel very intimate that word but okay. <laughs> yeah. um at the very beginning uh the doctor we asked about testing and she was like so nonchalant about it she's like you're young you're healthy like you can do it if you want to but you don't have to and so Kevin and I were like okay well and then we're not going to if we're like it's true we don't we're not infertile so let's just like let's not and so uh we had our first transfer um in May 7th or 8th of this like couple months a few months ago so that was our first transfer and it failed um we did not, it wasn't a success. Uh, so after that we were like, okay, we need to get them tested. Mm. Like this is something like we, we need to do because what if it happens again? Like we're just dumping more money into a, something that may not work based off of the embryos. So mm-hmm. we got it. We got them tested. Oh God. <laughs> so you had your embryos tested uh-huh. and how many, uh, like what, what were the results of that? So out of, uh, so at this point we had 12 because one had failed. So out of the 12, we have seven perfect embryos and we had two mosaic embryos, which are ones that have normal and abnormal chromosomes. So they're not technically, uh, the best you can get, but they're not the worst. And it still could, um, produce a baby at the end of the day. Uh, They're just like, if you have better ones, we're going to use those first before, Mm mosaics and my insurance won't even transfer those. They told me like, if you ever want to use those, you have to go to an outside facility. And then we had three that just weren't, were not, um, not good. Mm. So we have options. We have a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you, you were able to go back and do that testing. So that way you move forward. You at least, because you would always have that. What if, right. Every time you have a failure, you're thinking, Oh, damn it. Was that one of the abnormal ones or was that a normal one? Because mm-hmm. with age, especially as you, you know, your age advances, <laughs> we have more abnormal embryos or eggs than we do when we're younger, right. Versus like normal ones. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would want to get them like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, of course, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would have done it at the very beginning. If I had known a little bit more about what the outcomes could be, because that our outcome was fairly normal. So to me out of 13 and you have five that are three, not good at all. And two. Okay. Like that's a, that's a big percentage to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's why I'm like, oh, I'm a little upset that that's, you know, wasn't really brought to our attention right away. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's done. So. Yeah. Yeah. And now that they're tested, if, you know, you know, moving forward, you know, hopefully it's not the case, but then you can start to zone in on other things instead of wondering about the embryos or then having to backtrack yeah, uh, and do that testing after, after the fact mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it'll help you move through the, through the process faster. I think anyways. Yeah, definitely. It will. 
Yeah. And I had, I had asked the doctor cause they know the genders of all of them. What? And yeah. They know so much. They know the genders they know out of the yeah. ones that aren't good. They know which chromosome it has, doesn't have enough, has too many. Like it, they told me like this, you know, your um, embryo number 11 ha- doesn't have enough chromosome number three. And like, it's like, it's insane what they can Whoa. do. Do we have that here? Um, We we do. So in Canada, they have the very extensive screening that they do. So they can tell you where the abnormalities fall, if there are abnormalities, but it is illegal to do any type of gender selection. Wow. It's illegal? It is illegal. Yeah. So they will not disclose um, only it's in the, whatever the, I guess the reports are. So it's all, it is in there, but they're not like, not even the fertility clinics know only the, the testers know they don't even get those reports to know. Um, the only time in Canada that it's legal to know or select the gender is if there is a specific, um, abnormality that has to do with gender specific. So like, let's say it was a female inherited condition that mom or dad had, and they had a really good possibility of passing it on to a female, then you could choose your male embryos and only transfer males because you know, you were going to pass on whatever that condition is to a female and same thing for a male, but um, that's the only time we're able to do gender selection here. Whoa, whoa, if not, whoa. It's, you have no idea what you're having. My mind is blown. And the fact that you have that, that's so cool. Yeah. And we can't necessarily select the gender because they still want the best of the best to transfer mm. first. Yeah. So even though out of those seven, they're all genetically perfect, mm-hmm. the grading from the outside still has to be the highest it can be. So, um, out of the seven, there's one that's the highest it's, uh, graded a four AA, uh, and don't ask me exactly what (laughs) those numbers and letters mean. I don't, I have to look it up. Um, but that's the best that we have. So we have to do that one. They won't let Uh us choose a different one, but the next grade we have, that's one level down. We have three of those same three of the same. Mm -hmm. So we technically, we, you know, if heaven forbid the, this next one doesn't work, if we wanted to on the next one, we could choose a gender because they're the same exact grade. So do you, and do you know what the four AA is? No, we don't. We don't know any of them. I only asked for the three that didn't work. I was like, I just, I kind of want to know like what, what were they? And she's like, Oh, it was two girls and a boy. I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, just kind of like it to me. I, I know that I, I just know that even though those three didn't work, that they help, they're part of us. It's, you know, that they, they did the best they could. And I just hold a special place in my heart for those embryos Mm -hmm. because, you know, they, they're there for a reason and we love them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are little pieces of you. Mm -hmm. They're they're you and Kevin combined. I know. (laughs) Right. It's, It's crazy to think that when you actually like, break down the science of it all. Oh, I know. And think of it. It is, it's unbelievable what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so your first transfer was unsuccessful. Correct. Um, yeah. How, how did you feel going through that? Oof. I, I was like, so hopeful. And I, in my mind, I'm like, this is totally going to work. Like mm-hmm. we're young, we're healthy. The odds are in our favor. Like I was so certain that the first time was just going to be our time. And so when it wasn't, I was just like, I was, I was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin being, you know, the strong supporter he is like, he was right there with me as I'm just kind of sobbing and crying. And, um, and I found out when I was at work, <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh. like we were trying to find out together. So um, Chrissy called us because she takes her, the blood work on day 10, um, after the transfer. So you have two days, two days of blood work, day 10 and day 12. It used to be the two week wait, but it's really shorter now. Mm-hmm. Um, so day 10, um, is the first, um, results yeah. and her level, her, is it HCG levels? I believe that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, a level one. Mm-hmm. So 
if the levels are that low at the first go around, you know, it's a negative, like there's no way it can climb up to what it needs to. Mm -hmm. Um, She still had her um, day 12 labs, but it was really just to make sure that, you know, she wasn't pregnant, but we knew on day 10 and I wasn't expecting that on day 10. Like I was expecting like, Oh, our levels are here, but we really won't know until day 12. But that day 10 was like a absolute no negative. Mm. So that was, that was hard. And so I found that out and then I had to teach my first graders. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. You're surrounded in a room of children. Oh. Yeah, it was, well, th- these ones were on zoom. So, um, t- still though, you have to like, I mean, teaching is acting. That's, that's the main part of it. So I had to be like, you know, sad and they'd be like, hi, I'm so glad you're here. Like, let's start our day. Like, it's so, and, but in all honesty, that kind of like, even when you fake smile, it kind of helps you actually smile. So I will say that, you know, it, it wasn't the worst (laughs) day of teaching I've had. So that That is true. That is out of your control, Mm -hmm. which is, I think the hardest part of this whole journey (laughs) is, um, it just a lot of things being out of our control and not being able to decide certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't even know where to start with that one. <laughs> the whole thing from start to finish is out of your control mm-hmm. from the moment you release that embryo to your surrogate till the moment that fully grown embryo turns into a baby and is released back to you again. Yeah. You have no control for that nine months plus, mm-hmm. which is really, really tough. Yeah. Out of body experience. So literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally not, not body experience. <laughs> <laughs> out of body, not your body. Yeah. Wow. And so did did how was like Christy after the negative? Did she feel because they're they're right there, you know, with you mm-hmm. experiencing everything and they want this just as bad mm-hmm. as you know we yeah. do as intended parents. So did she feel like so disappointed as well? Yeah, she was like, I'm so sorry. Like you could just hear it in her voice because oh. we don't live close enough to like kind of pop in. Mm-hmm. Um she's mm-hmm. close, but uh it's you know, we both have kids and so we I could just hear it, you know, and on her side. And, but what was really nice of her is she's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I'm in this with you. Like I'm ready to go again. So whenever you're ready, you let me know. And we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it feels really reassuring. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like I had the, sort of the same conversation. And um, when we were talking about, uh, you know, going through the contract phase, they talk about how many transfers, that you you want to do if you don't have successful transfers or like for a period of time that you want to kind of be in this agreement for and um we were talking back and forth and she kind of just looked at me and my husband was like until it's done like let's uh, get let's get it done <laughs> kind of a thing right like yeah. we're in this until we're successful yeah but it yeah it's it is really reassuring to have someone so strong in your corner that's going to carry your child to be like, we got this, bitch. We, got this. We, got, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Positive mindset helps you out too. And it reassures you for sure. Yeah. And it helps pick you up when you're feeling anxious about the process mm-hmm. or, you know, uncertain or unsure about those kinds of things. And, yeah. um, you know, a little bit different in infertility versus, you know, your situation, you have a little bit of a background because you know what it feels like to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. So you can relate on a different level to your surrogate and say like, oh yeah, I remember when the baby kicked for the first time. Like I know what that feels yeah. like, or um, you know, different things. Looking at the pregnancy test and stuff like that, so you know how that feels. But someone going through infertility, it's weird living vicariously through our surrogate. So it's like, yeah. well, what does that feel like to feel a kick from the inside, like? Mm-hmm. What kind of alien being is in there? You feel them on the inside. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah that, that's a really good point. I never thought about it that way, that I can really relate to her in, in being pregnant. And yeah. yeah, wow, thank you for that. That's so nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, so where are you at? And now are we um, still at the transfers? Or? So, um we got our results back from our genetic testing, uh, in July last month. 
Mm-hmm. And so right after the results came back, they were like, okay, here are your dates for based off of Chrissy's cycle and this and that, like we have this date open and I'm like, okay, so our next transfer date will be August 30th. So it's coming up really soon. That is so soon. Yeah. I know. I know it is. And I, I'm trying to get in a better mindset because the first time I was like really excited and just, you know, smiling all the time. And this time I'm just kind of like, Oh, yeah, it's the 30th. Like when people <laughs> ask me, I'm like, yeah, it's coming up. Like, and I have, I don't have a lot of emotion behind it. And I know it's probably because I'm like protecting my feelings and your wall. That. Yeah. But you know, the whole universe talk we talk about, I'm like, I can't have this negative energy. I gotta, I gotta feel a little bit different about this. So mm-hmm. like, I have time, I have, I have time to, to figure that part out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And closer to you'll get excited. Maybe. I think you so. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's always good to be in a positive mindset. It's way easier said than done. It's and especially hard. once you, once you've been disappointed time and time again, it does get a little bit more difficult to maintain that level of excitement. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it does help, you know, it helps you get through it one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know what, why not enjoy the time of unknowing, like not knowing what's going on. Just, just enjoy it. <laughs> It's, a, it's so weird because I don't know if you felt like this and where you are in your process journey, but um, <laughs> a story, um, but in, it's kind of like a hurry up and wait situation. So it's like, okay, hurry up, order your medication. So like the medications were like, you have to order it right now because otherwise you won't get it in time for tomorrow and the next day. And like, everything was like a hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And now it's just like, I've done the egg retrieval. We've done the contract. We've done every, the testing and it's just waiting. It's yeah. just not doing anything but waiting. And yeah. Chrissy's over there poking herself and I'm just here. Like, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm busy enough with the toddler running around. So it's not like I'm just kind of sitting there twiddling my thumbs, but it's, you know, it, it, of course it crosses your mind every single day, but yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the part of being removed from it a little bit when you deal with a surrogate, right? You're not, it's not directly happening to you. So you do have the ability to, you know, pick it up and put it down whenever you want it. When, when it's actually happening to you, you're, you don't ever stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's exciting. It is. We'll that's be thinking about you. you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's exciting. And it, I, I am nervous for this part the most out of anything we've done this whole entire time is that when we are pregnant, cause we will, when we are pregnant, mm-hmm. that it's that 12 week wait of the safe zone and mm-hmm. making sure the baby lasts until that 12 weeks. And then after 12 weeks is, you know, that's when it's like, you can just take a deep breath and be like, okay, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. I know things happen after that, but that's the time I'm really nervous about documenting about. I've never had felt um, nervous about really putting any type of post out there mm-hmm. on my page this whole time, but I'm already nervous for that point when it comes <laughs> of like, of just being like, okay, it's, you know, we're six weeks pregnant because I want to do that normally. I would, if I was pregnant, like we didn't tell anyone till like 13 weeks when we were pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, as I, I didn't want to disappoint anyone if it wasn't necessary. So I, I'm just, I'm so nervous for that point in time just to be so vulnerable and yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's definitely your personal choice when you decide to share that news, when you feel comfortable to do so. Right. And the nice thing about the community is that we're here for you either way. It's true. Yeah, that's right. True. Like, you know, the support of, you know, hundreds of people having gone through the same, if not very similar, you know, situations and feelings. It's Mm kind of nice to know you have that team rallying behind you that know and get it and know that like you hold your breath literally for those 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to say anything or Mm -hmm. But not, I know I do have, feel a little obligated to, but I know at the end of the day, I don't have to, if I don't want to no. thank you for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, you do you, you do make me yeah. so happy. 
Yeah, and you're right. We're we're behind you. A whole bunch of people are behind you no matter what. Yeah. And you already have a huge support system with your friends and family and then this other extended community Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it definitely. I've I don't think I've ever felt more supported by anything in my entire life. So this is it's a great place to be in such a hard time. (laughs) That that is awesome. Speaking of support systems and for, you know, people out there listening to us and the whole reason why (laughs) we are here today, what Mm. is something or like even little, you know, tidbits of advice that you would offer or want to pass on to someone going through a similar struggle? Oh, Hmm. there could be so many different things. (laughs) Um, I would say that if you are feeling a certain way uh, about infertility and it's just hard to be around people, hard to be around pregnant people or baby showers or family parties. Don't go. You don't (laughs) have to go. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I went to everything (laughs) (laughs) and I don't necessarily regret it, but looking back, I'm like, well, I probably should have stayed home on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wasn't ready to talk about things. And I wasn't ready to have, I was afraid that, uh, especially at other people's baby showers shortly after, like I went to my sister-in-law's and Wade was only like two or three months old, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was so nervous going, but I'm like, I need to show her support. Like, and, and, but at the same time, I knew that she would have been okay if I said, I can't come because Mm -hmm. she would have been perfectly fine with it. Um, but it's things like that are hard. And if you need to like remove yourself from social media or like, and also, and to also speak up for yourself, because like in the episode you guys had where people say some dumb shit, like (laughs) (laughs) they say the dumbest things. Like if you feel like strong enough at that moment, say something, whether it honestly, and whether it's comes off as aggressive or not, I think it's better to say something. And it's funny because I, I don't even take my own advice because there's been a couple different times where I was like, oh, I should have said something right then. Or yeah. I did, but it was like three days later. Yeah. In your head. <laughs> you know? You're in your head. Well, no, there's a couple oh. people I like to, I either called or texted like, hey, what you said, like <gasps> hit me a certain way and I didn't like it. And I just Good want you to be aware, but therapy, I'm telling you therapy. That's <laughs> she told me like my therapist is like, no, call, call them, do it. Like you need to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. But then I, I thought about it for three days and it kind of like, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes it's really okay to say nothing too. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I wish I had that advice for starting out because I tell you, I went to, oh, I've been in the game for seven years. So, you know, you can imagine in your thirties, late twenties, early thirties, everyone around you is having their family. So I went to umpteen everythings and like, yeah, I wish I had thought earlier of myself first. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, everybody is concerned with themselves. Mm -hmm. so those women that are having their baby showers and or even sometimes bridal showers can be triggers too right because then it's they haven't seen you since your wedding or whatever and then it's like oh those questions start so Mm. they can still doesn't necessarily have to be just Mm -hmm. being centered events any event give yourself that permission to any event but yeah I totally wish that I had you know thought of myself first because you te- I tend to be so giving and you're concerned about that person and you want to show your support for mm-hmm. them. And I want to be there and I can do this and <laughs> you rally up and you go and it's just detrimental to your mental health, not theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's a party. You'll be fine. They'll be fine. Well, everyone will move on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This has been amazing yeah, I, I feel know. like we could just talk for for hours hours and hours yeah. <laughs> I agree I like I feel like we're friends now we can <laughs> call you later <laughs> it's awesome thank you so much Melanie for sharing your journey slash story <laughs> slash process, slash process <laughs> with us and 
your resilience and strength is like truly, truly inspirational. Mm -hmm. And we're so thankful that you have decided to be open with your journey and process um, stories (laughs) (laughs) and share and share that with us. Um, We really, truly thank you. Well, thank you for giving me the platform to do that on and other people too, because I, it's nice to connect with anyone that's going through the same thing. And I think what you're doing is amazing because they're learning, even people who aren't going through this are learning about it and, you know, knowing not to say the dumb things and (laughs) whatever else they take from it. So I kudos to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thanks everyone for listening to our episode today. Um, We know that Melanie's story is surely going to help someone out there. But um, remember that in any project, including the baby project, you must take things one step at a time. Got a question for us? Or perhaps you would like to share your story and be a guest on our podcast. Feel free to connect with us by emailing us at thebabyproject underscore at outlook.com or DM us on Instagram at thebabyproject underscore. Thanks for listening. Thank you.